1: progressive presents adjusting to the suburbs i never thought i'd care about gardening until i bought a house in the suburbs but now i find myself in conversations about liquid fertilizer and i wonder am i the fertilizer guy now (laughs) no no way everyone knows the ratio between phosphorus and nitrogen right yeah i'm still totally cool Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.
0: Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crowe film Almost Famous one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute.
2: Hey, it's me, Tyler Boudreau from Wildcat Minute, and we have our special guest today,
3: uh Chad Burdett from the Albany Times Union Comics blog and other things.
0: Yeah, welcome back both both of you guys. Uh Tyler, thanks so much for Doing a little co-hosting duties again. I appreciate that, buddy. Oh, thank you. It's it's my job. And Chad's our guest, as as, as we said. I uh, he's, he's an old old friend I met way over in Reading, Pennsylvania, many years ago. Now,
2: yeah, old friends. And we
0: we even did the little Baltimore Comic Con trip too. Little uh, stay. Oh, the Airbnb good old days. <laughs> yeah, in the good old days when you could actually actually meet up with people and.
3: Leave yeah.
2: the house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Be in a crowd. <laughs> um. So we're back this week, uh, second week with these couple wonderful guys. Uh, for minute fifty-three, and it starts with Jeff explaining the roles in the band, and ends with Jeff continuing the argument.
2: A lot of Jeff. Yeah.
0: And I was so glad that you know, like this, 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 this probably best longest. Uh, you know, kind of uh, diatribe by him, um, wasn't well. It just barely cut off at the end, but it's 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 just the the majority of it. What it's really about that the the uh his role in the band is is captured. Um, just within this minute. Some sometimes there's there's punchlines. There's no punchline here. I don't think. But uh, there's punchlines of jokes in other movies that are much more, much more humorous, meant to be humorous, and so forth, where jokes are just uh, it's that they're they have a punchline that's cut off right perfectly, unfortunately, sometimes, <laughs> or imperfectly, as it may be.
2: Yeah. So I guess this this minute is our opportunity to kind of talk about that the dynamic between yeah. Russell and Jeff, where one is like jeff is supposed to be the front man uh how does he put it
0: i'm the front man and you're the guitarist with mystique and they are talking about the comic book character (laughs) right (laughs) um yeah and so then so then this so he we we can talk about page and plant and and mick and keith you know so of course he's talking about zeppelin first and jimmy page the guitarist and robert plant vocalist and then he actually he, he switches who you know the, the the roles here for Mick and Keith Mick is the vocalist and and uh Mick, Mick Jagger <laughs> if you didn't know who that was um and uh, uh, Keith Richards um and and so in both cases you know both of those guitarists are supposed to be you know have this mystique about them and definitely I definitely and, and more so compared at least when they're compared with the vocalist and I I get that pretty well. I mean, I'd have it I have it in my head a little less so with Mick and Keith. I mean, I think Mick has a bit of mystique to him too, but uh, Keith definitely has this this vibe <laughs> as well, though, so, which I've recently joked a bit about. So I'm not going to go through that joke again. But
3: well, moving kind of further into the future, you know, talking about you know guitarists and lead singers you know van halen comes comes to mind okay yeah
0: Hmm. yeah
2: that's the only band i can really think of where it's like the guitarist is the main star and like everyone else really doesn't Mm -hmm. matter Uh all of these other bands it's like yeah like i get like i get there's like a leader there's like a lead man and a guitarist
0: very important right but they kind of have equal
2: value like Uh like even like steven tyler and joe perry like they're 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 this they're they're equals in my mind.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's the weird thing, it, you know. I mean, yeah, Jeff says frontman, you know. Well, I mean, he's it's the the lead singer, lead, and 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 there was even the one point when when uh, Russell gets shocked because he's going to grab the mic, so he was going to start singing some back backing vocals. It seemed like I believe um, I always the song that they were singing at that point. In, in the recorded version that we have on uh, or actually is th- through other sources besides the soundtrack. I th- and actually I think it's through the, the uncool um, uh, website that uh, Cameron Crowe runs. He released some of these other, other things that weren't officially released back in the day, more recently in the past five or 10 years. But um, hour of need is, is the song there that, that, uh, you know, just didn't make sense to me that, Russell would be going to grab and, and sing some backing vocals, except except the live version could always be arranged a bit differently. But um, so so then, besides those those four names he gives for two, for two you know pairs of two that are that are in two bands, there's one more pair that is given in the um, in the uh, director's cut, um, Untitled, uh, and that is Blackmore Gillan, is what uh, Jeff Beebe says.
2: And what band are they in?
0: And so that's Deep Purple. And so the thing there is, I mean, you know, we actually get a Deep Purple song in a couple more minutes or so. Um, you know, and that's actually a, a, a song that had yet to be, I think, even maybe written, at least at least recorded and released um, at this time in 73. But, um, but we'll, we'll go more into that then. But um yeah Richie Blackmore um as guitarist of Deep Purple, I mean they are notorious. They're they're a band that's notorious for having all these different versions, and and Deep Purple I could even see being another band that's kind of um could 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 have been thrown out there as being an inspiration for this for for the band Stillwater because they kind of did go from some some more pop elements not. Heavy pop, but just a little bit a little bit poppy. Um kind of blues pop if anything, um, to to this much more uh heavy metal, hard rock heavy metal. Um more into the seventies they went.
2: Yeah, it's just <laughs> usually the argument is the other way around where the like another band member yeah. thinks that the lead singer is taking up too much space. So I guess mm. it's an interesting reversal here. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But um, do, I don't know. Do you think do you really think that Jeff is the hardest working one up on stage there? <laughs>
0: um, well, you know, and, and there was this, there, there, there is a scene to come where he's even actually besides just singing lead, he is actually even uh, uh, playing an instrument, playing a piano. Um, and we've also seen him. He, he also does know how to play guitar, too. But I don't think we've seen that on stage. We only see that in the hotel room. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, a lead singer is is considered, you know, because they're not playing instruments generally. If, if I mean, if they're not, you know, if they're not playing guitar, I mean, that, that would be the most common thing for a lead singer to play in a, in a good, you know, hard rock band, say.
3: I was going to say, talking about lead singers, you know, playing instruments again. Going, you know, into the eighties, you have Genesis, where Phil Collins was yeah, the drummer, right? <laughs> yeah, which is which is just
0: somewhat unusual for for drummers to also be, especially the lead singer. I mean, you know, every now and then I, I'd see some drummers being, you know, doing doing some good backing vocals, much like uh, much like uh, Dave Grohl did with Nirvana. He he would do backing vocals for Kurt, um, and then but then when uh, he moved to, to be the to be the front man. To be the a guitar player as well as lead singer for Foo Fighters, um, his his newer drummer um, for that band, uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins, uh, he also uh does puts puts in some time as as a backing vocalist, and even there's definitely been a point or two where he does some lead vocals himself. But yeah, you know, it's yeah him being the hardest working. I mean, he, he definitely gives this. So, so that's, that that brings us to the thing I was, I was trying to, I was, I was getting to a little bit, uh, you know, so he says, look, I work as hard or harder than anybody on that stage. You know what I do? I connect. I get people off. (laughs) I look for the one guy who isn't getting off and I make him get off. And, And of course, you know, previous to that, you know, Jeff and Russell said back and forth that, uh, Talking about uh, William being there and, and Jeff not wanting to say anything, anything else, not not increasingly um, uh, give uh, ins- too much insight to the band dynamics and so forth and past history maybe, but um, you know rather than Russell defending him, you know that, that he wouldn't that saying that William wouldn't write <laughs> write uh, what whatever Jeff might have to say next. But Jeff's, Jeff's then, Jeff then gives that little little bit, and, and he and he says, actually, that you can print.
2: Hey, speaking of getting people off, should we cut to an ad?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I was <laughs> going to say that, but... Uh... Yeah, we, we have some uh, great uh, ways to uh, get people off. you uh, usually with a partner, but sometimes on your own with some uh, sexy free videos, movies. Yeah. Um, so th- we're talking about Adam and Eve and uh you can get some free stuff to spice up your bedroom uh with at adamandeve.com. If you uh you can input a promo code, it's afmpod there when you when you go to check out. You get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And what then, you you get uh you get even more stuff that Adam and Eve will give you just more free stuff at that point. You'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts And you also get A sexy item for him Or you can get a sexy item for him A special gift for her But then a third item you'll both enjoy um, On top of all that You also get 6 free spicy movies And we know you like movies Because you're, you're listening to this this uh, podcast About the movie Almost Famous um, And of course you always get uh, Free sh- shipping um, Or at least, at least this first time I should say um, but you just need to go to adamandeve dot com and insert uh FM Pod. That's F-M-P-O-D P O D at checkout at Adamandeve.com. It's all happening. It's all happening. Um, there's also the point where uh Penny and I think a couple others maybe are leaving the room. She you know she has been ironing here.
2: I mean I I wanna get back to this idea that the, the lead singer is the hardest working person yeah. on stage. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean We've been talking about this kind of dynamic between the guitarist and the singer. Like, I mean, so yeah, are there specific examples you guys have of like singers who do a really good job of engaging people or seem like they're working hard, hard or harder than others? Or do you think he's just kind of exaggerating himself?
3: It all looks hard to me because I can't sing and I can't play an instrument. So anybody up on that stage impresses me. Hmm
2: i mean for for me, I mean, I'll just say like sing like singing is obviously hard, but it's also hard to sing if you're like if you're running around stage and you like if you have high energy and you're walking mm-hmm. and you're like trying to breathe and sing that that can be really hard, so that's definitely props to him there i don't I don't remember um Jeff's kind of dancing moves if he has a kind of a Mick Jagger kind of dance to 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 him or if he's just kind of a more traditional just kind of standing person I don't know how he moves
0: yeah I, w- I would say more limited from what I
3: remember it's more of the sway yes, yeah
2: but in my experience of concert going like I don't know like I've seen a few concerts in my day I also work at a concert venue so there's that mm. um uh just off, first off the top of my mind is like uh the killers right so Brandon oh, flowers okay. is the front man and he'll pick up a guitar or go to the piano every once in a while but mostly he's just singing uh-huh. and so he kind of just hops between like the sides of the stage and he, he he's doing he's doing this hard work of singing but i don't know if he's like that seems kind of normal like he's just kind of there he's not working any harder or less hard another example i have is um my favorite band is Bare Naked Ladies, and back when they had Steve and Paige, he was kind of like their lead singer, and he would pick up a guitar, guitar every once in a while, but him and Ed kind of split the singing between them, um, almost not not quite 50-50, but they each had songs that they sang, oh. so when Ed was singing a song, Steve wasn't really
3: doing as much, so it seemed like Steve was doing less work.
0: Yeah,
3: wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the last concert that I went to was probably I think it was a Dave Matthews concert. And, you know, I, I like Dave Matthews' band up to a certain point, not the newer stuff. But, uh, I mean, Dave seems like he was, a, you know, when I saw him, he was he was playing, he's singing, he's, but he would also kind of step back and give the other band members a chance to, mm. mm-hmm. just to have the spotlight. Yeah. But it was mostly him, you know, interacting with the crowd. Yeah,
2: and I mean, if you're if you're the kind of the featured artist, and you're playing guitar and singing, if you're a, if you're a Gary Clark Jr. type, or uh, trying to think of someone from the '70s, that would be more appropriate. Um, <laughs> totally blanking. Well, well, kind of like
0: we have we have the bus scene, the infamous or the famous, the very famous bus scene um, coming up. Uh, I, I, you know, I would say Elton John. You know, I mean, he is he has. The the performer yeah notes. he's a solo act <laughs> yet yet I mean he, you know he has his studio musicians and then he pro- I'm pretty sure he, I don't know if I don't know if he took those if those same musicians would go out with him or not but um but then he would have the other musicians that would definitely go out at least you know uh, on stage with them and but but I mean they would take a back seat you know he, I, I you know I I just you know I don't think of the any of the other musicians really usually
3: yeah I think I also recently, well, years ago, saw uh, Roger Walters, but, you know, it was, that show itself is a whole production, so you kind of see him, you kind of don't, you see everything else that's going on around you on the stage as they're, you know, building the wall, but, you know, the band members are also kind of there, but they're kind of in the background. I didn't even know till the end when he was, you know, giving credits to the, uh, Band his backup band that uh G E what was it G E Smith from the Saturday Night Live band was yeah. playing with them at that night. Hmm. Wow!
2: Or isn't sure. I? I've seen Roger Waters. I saw him do the wall twice. Isn't his son like the guitarist or something? Is that is that a hmm. total total figment of my imagination? Because I know what um what's 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 the comfortably numb is the big guitar solo in uh in the second half, right?
3: Probably, I don't know. Like I said, it's been a while since we uh, went to see him.
2: And that that guitar solo goes to this person who I'm imagining is Roger Waters' son. And Roger Waters, obviously, is doing most of the singing and is is usually playing, but I remember that being a big moment in the Wall Show where it was someone else getting the spotlight. Pink Floyd is another interesting one where there is the argument between uh, Gilmore and Waters about who's kind of the, the front man and that kind of
3: yeah.
2: tears them apart
3: well uh, my wife is a Pink Floyd fan but she will not uh, listen to the uh, Gilmore stuff I mean I, I, I like both of them I mean I have I yeah. purchased you know both the wall and uh, the division bell so <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah besides besides the wall I'm not I'm not clear generally on who's who, who, who's doing what song on any of the other albums, you know, I just know, I know the wall is, is uh, Rogers, his, uh, his big concept.
2: It is interesting though, now that I mentioned it, that that's kind of a, a debate between the gu- like a guitarist and a bass player. And then that's kind of a more interesting debate because I'm even thinking of the Beatles. I mean, uh, John Lennon wasn't the lead guitarist, but John versus Paul is kind of a a more classic, like they were kind of sharing the, the front man status. Uh, and same with David Gilmour and Roger Waters.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, that, and that's kind of a more, more interesting debate than just kind of lead singer who doesn't play an instrument and guitarist who does less
0: singing. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I I hadn't really thought about how similar that those two bands are. Yeah, in that respect. But um, yeah, and and so many others have more clearly defined. You know, someone is, but but that's something, that's something you were saying last minute, or no, no at the very beginning of this minute, with the, uh, you know, whether with the you know Page Plant McKeith, um, that they were. It's not so much that that one of them is a front man. It's just more that, you know. Uh plant is the lead singer, and you know yeah he'll he'll go up and you know kind of uh be be the host in a sense maybe uh, at a concert and and Jimmy Page would hang back and and play some really mean guitar
3: i mean Jimmy speaking of Jimmy page i mean even when he was releasing Coverdale page, I mean he still took okay. the kind of the back background role oh wow okay hmm, interesting
2: i I like the idea that Jeff brings up towards the beginning is that they they decided what their roles were and he says we yeah, have a responsibility right. to kind of maintain them like i I like it when a band has kind of like established character roles for each yeah. of the band members <laughs> um and I think that it really does help that it really does help an audience kind of understand who the band is um you're the bad boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the Beatles is kind of the the classic example because like Paul's the cute one and John's the kind of um uh, cruel one and George is the talent and Ringo's kind of uh, the silly one. Um I I don't know if you guys are familiar with the the classic film that thing you do, but I always thought that was a classic arrangement of characters of that a band could be. Weezer, um, Weezer obviously, Rivers is kind of the front band that takes most of the credit, but they all kind of have their own personalities that is, they like, their own way of dressing and their own way of acting that is kind of unique.
3: And then they started building bands that way, you know, when they started bo- building the boy bands.
2: Or, yeah, you got the, mm, yeah. the Spice Girls.
3: Yeah, that's why you had to, that's how you built a band, was each one was given a specific role to play or a certain audience to appear yeah, that's, to. That's
0: that's heavily contrived. Those those boy bands and then I mean, you know, and, and that all kind of I feel like that kind of came out of the Beatles and like with the Monkees then that that uh tried to do something similar but you know, where they yeah, they definitely had some defined roles and but you know, it's all it's all unfortunately that kind of stuff to me has a bad take even though i love the monkeys as a kid i love the show especially and i certainly grew (laughs) to appreciate a good bit of their music not not every little deep cut but but a lot of their hits but um
3: well that's probably one of my favorite uh episodes of the simpsons where they form the boy band and they're like you're the bad boy you're the one that you know you'll take home to mom
2: And I, I think it's fun when a band kind of creates their own yeah. – not stereotypes, but roles mm-hmm. for the for the band members to take because it's not like, oh, you always have the kind of sexy front man. I, I would say that's probably where Stillwater went wrong is they were basing them – I actually think this might be clever. They're trying to base mm-hmm. themselves off of preexisting bands mm-hmm. instead of being themselves. So yeah. if, if you decide beforehand, okay, the lead singer is going to be the sexy one. And the guitarist is going to have mystique and the drummer is just kind of, kind of kind of be the guy with mutton chops that no one really likes. Um, And the bass player will kind of also be there. Then you're not really, you're not being creative. You're not doing anything with it. Uh And that's kind of what Stillwater is probably lacking.
3: Kind of shoehorning, shoehorning people into a role that, you know, they may not be good at doing or could be doing something better with.
2: And that's why I've kind of always loved bare naked ladies. Not to get back on them, but they they're they've always just kind of taken joy in that their roles are so silly. And um, the drummer will sing during the encores, and then the lead singer will play drums, and they they like to throw 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 that into the mix.
3: There's a, a band I think it's out of Pittsburgh uh, that I used to listen to i haven't heard about them but uh their name is moxie fruvis and one of their songs like every minute or so they would all switch instruments and keep playing
2: <laughs> that's awesome uh-huh. one one of the times i saw jack white the band that opened for him was shovel and rope and i think it might have been a brother and sister or maybe just a guy and a girl and they would kind of every song they would switch like playing one was played drums one would play guitar and they would just kind of switch between them and i I thought that was an interesting way to do it just like yeah who cares just switch it up every once in a while
0: um but yeah so uh yeah and they're back to back to the point you're kind of getting at a little bit i think you know where where jeff says there's a responsibility here and that's when russell hammond kind of interrupts him saying excuse me but didn't we all get into this to avoid responsibility (laughs) and you know i mean that's you know that's kind of, kind of again a classic kind of stereotype of of rock bands especially of the 70s say that you know coming out of especially coming out of the 60s that uh you know they 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 love the idea of of being in a rock band from from the greatness that they saw of whether it was beatles stones who or zeppelin or something but um you know just they just they just kind of saw it as as a way to be free from responsibility i
2: think uh, i think that's kind of a cop-out answer from russell yeah. though he he knows he's losing the argument mm-hmm. so <laughs> he's like um something something vague about how we're we're cool rock stars and not not actually engaging in the points that my opponent is making <laughs> but at the same time jeff is being a bit of a of a jerk i'll say
0: yeah, Jeff definitely has these jerky tendencies. I mean, but again, not to say that Russell doesn't have his own <laughs> um, with that poolside chat. Um, uh, one other thing we see here at like about a uh, second, about second to uh, 40, uh, is a uh, good old silent Ed sitting over on this uh, one of these chairs. Looks like a couple different chairs uh, next, next to Dick. Dick has come over and sat down next to him. And we're not totally sure. I, I, I don't feel totally understanding about where where some of the different people are in the room. I mean, we definitely have the bigger view when we do see Penny in the background there, but you know, which, which side of that room from that view behind William, you know, which side has Larry on it, which side has Ed and now Dick on.
2: Yeah. Kind so, of like so. what we were talking about last minute. It's not the, the spatial awareness of the photography is not yeah. perfect mm-hmm. in this. Although I will kind of amend what I what I do enjoy directing wise is that when when we see William watching Jeff kind of rant, it is kind of a, an interesting POV shot where yeah, we do right. get this like small amount of camera mu- movement as he kind of looks back and forth as Jeff kind of walks across the room, and I, I do think that's an interesting shot. And it is looking up at him just just that small amount, um, which is which is good. And then we kind of cut back to it, see William's kind of faces that are bland-ish but express that uh-huh. he is interested in what's going on
0: yeah william is kind of you know taken aback at the one point but then he's more into it when jeff says he can like that, that you can print you know he understands that <laughs> and he gives a little nod and then the other thing back to silent ed i mean the one thing we see there though is is ed doing some of his good silent acting Is is just very uh, nonverbal body language you know, eye roll-ish type thing almost. I, he, he looks over at Dick is what he's doing, you know and and just kind of there's a blink in there and you know, it's like uh, I can't believe this is happening. This really sucks <laughs> kind of attitude but uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll get through this and things will be back to normal soon <laughs> So now we'll get to, uh, uh, for you, Tyler, um, would you be able to rank for us uh, just, just just your favorite and favorite to least or vice versa, the four bands? You need, you need a rundown yeah. of them again?
2: So it's, yeah, it's Zeppelin, Eagles, Allman Brothers, and Skinnerd. Yeah. All right, Zeppelin, I have to agree with uh, mm-hmm. Chad is number one for the, me. A large majority um, of the... Of the... <laughs> Definitely the only band in this cropping that I care for at all.
3: What a bunch of hats. (laughs) Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, Led Zeppelin is good. I definitely see their influence um, in a lot more music. Um, Someone Mm -hmm. once pointed out to me that uh, Jack White has a lot of traces in Led Zeppelin. And I see that even though I I do definitely think that Jack White's influence is more the um, uh, Delta Blues Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that kind of blues tradition that led zeppelin was also kind of playing on but in a different way i think i think there are two different branches from the same root but i don't think jack white is on the same branch as led zeppelin in a weird way um but that that's a that's a different discussion um oof next i i've really never listened to allman brothers at all I don't even think I could tell you a song, but I think I'm going to rate them next. Cause I think they have cred. I just not, not sure what kind. Um, and then I'll go Eagles and then Skinner. I, they, they can just be tied. I don't, I
0: don't,
2: I don't, re- I don't really connect with the kind of, I, I don't want to like put them down by calling them country rock. Cause I do think they're legitimate rock and roll bands, but the, 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 that kind of rock with the country sound, I never really connected with as as strongly as the more bluesy sound. And it's always been my impression that, um, Skinner, or not, uh, Zeppelin was kind of more on the the blues and Almond Brothers. I don't know where they lie. What? what am, am I totally? Am I totally making stuff up? Are they? Are they more bluesy or country,
3: Southern rock?
0: I say, Almond Brothers definitely have a more blues vibe than, say, Skinner'd. Um Okay, but but the, but they're it's not so much country. I say, if if anything is closest to country on this list, it's Eagles.
3: The yeah.
0: other two, Almond Brothers and Leonard Skynyrd, they're all they're just they're just this the southern fried kind of <laughs> feel, you know, to, yeah. to to blues take on blues.
2: Yeah, and I I mean, in general, I don't really. 70s is kind of where you lose me for music. Yeah, I, I have a that. lot of, I have a lot of Beatles uh, knowledge and like 60s music love. Um, I I I, lo- I love a lot of the Who and Rolling Stones early records from the 60s. And then once so once they get into the 70s, I kind of trail off with them. Um, at, Aerosmith is probably the only mm-hmm. band whose records from the 70s I I've connected with. And I mean. I, I I enjoy some electric light orchestra and certain certain songs and bands, but that this kind of like uh the, the 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 kind of genre of music that this movie is about, which is kind of these like uh like long hair, uh uh kind of sexy uh rustic not rustic, I don't know, like kind of twangy get twangy rock bands I've never really connected with as much, so
3: I would say Skin- Skinner and uh, Almond Brothers are more of, of the, or almost like a jam band, almost, but more of a. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I and I definitely don't connect with jam bands. so that 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 was the, that's the angle I think uh-huh. that really distills it for me. But yeah, okay. that's kind of my diatribe. I mean, I've mentioned all the <laughs> bands that I'm interested in, and so you can you can judge my music taste as far as you're concerned.
0: I, I definitely recommend. I mean, if you know, you mentioned you mentioned the Who, and their very late '60s one I love is is um, <clears throat> um, crap. Why is it? It's it's what? the mini opera one that's in Rushmore.
2: Oh, quick one, a, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: quick One while he's away,
2: yeah, that's like one of my yeah. favorite songs. Yeah, oh great. my god, yeah, yeah. same. That here. whole album is great.
0: Well yeah and I have not listened to that whole album for quite a while but uh, but just that song itself
2: is Yeah, don't rush more that's that's my favorite yeah. movie so mm-hmm. wow. then that, that's that's kind of why I love all those 60s songs is that uh yeah. they're all those kind of different yeah, they definitely Wes Anderson that. vibe
0: mm-hmm.
2: um that kind of, it's not, it's not punk, it's not punk music, but it's kind of that kind of rough sound that was in the sixties. Yeah. A, little, a little, little bit
0: garage rock, essentially. They're kind of, yeah. Some, some of it's garage rocky. Some of it's more kind of on the more pop. Definitely. Not, not yeah. depending on the pop Song, singer songwriter side with like Cat Stevens too, you know, but
2: um, yeah. yeah. At, at the same time, I do really love Simon and Garfunkel and kind of, yeah, yeah the Cat Stevens okay. vibe. The, that also really yeah. hits me good. So.
0: Well, uh, let's, let's get some, get some thoughts from Chad too. I, I specifically like to know about your history with the movie, but, um, you know, also, also some, anything about, you know, the kind of like the classic rock, the seventies rock that more you'd like to say.
3: Well, if I, if I had to, uh, pick a decade of rock that I have most, mm. uh, I say identify with, it's probably the eighties, uh, mm. pop, but, uh. There was a, I would say my high school years, I did uh, kind of take a dive into the uh, Southern rock, uh, Leonard Skinner stuff. So, I mean, I have a pretty eclectic uh, music taste. Uh, Uh Right now, I'm kind of into the um, alt rock scene. I mean, that's, I'll I'll listen to that. I'll listen to classic rock. 90s, you know, I'm... I'm some of the pop rock from the nineties is, you know, I like the cheesy stuff. Okay, if it's, yeah. if, if it was, you know, if they're one hit wonders, then I'm, I'm right there. But, you know, I, I can, I'll, I'll listen to the you know, seventies, sixties. There was even a time probably in the past couple of years that, uh, I was really into the fifties. Oh yeah. So cool. probably around the time we saw uh Jersey boys. Uh, <laughs> so, but, um, no, I, I, I would say I have a pretty eclectic uh taste of music. I mean it's funny, uh since you do the Weezer podcast, mm-hmm. our, our my son is uh three and a half years old and uh, <laughs> we we were listening to eighties uh the eighties station on through the Alexa and out of Africa came on or Toto Africa came on and goes, Weezer's like, no, that's Toto, but <laughs> Yeah, and then right. sometimes we'll we'll, right. we'll ask him, "What do you want to listen to?" Weezer. Yeah, Weezer. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, that 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 would lead you down, lead him, lead him down a very, you know, unaware of what the whole rest of Weezer's catalog is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> take take him down some uh, some unfortunate like Pinkerton. You know, and yeah. and, and then and the album we're just doing uh, Maladroit. Uh, there's there's a couple. Points in a where it gets a little Pinkertonish, ish which is you know to say, kind of a uh, not not too with it as, as you know <laughs> or judged by time very not very well. Um, but then, uh, so then, what about uh, so for the movie though? Like, like the first time you saw the movie?
3: Oh, I think I was I was trying I was trying to figure this out. It must have been what I was trying to figure out, but I couldn't find it. What month? Do you know what month it came out in two thousand? Um, uh, I'm thinking it was the summer. I think and,
0: it's uh, September, you... September, October, September. Pretty sure.
3: It must, it must've been either after I had graduated from college because I was, I took a year off before I went back to grad school and every weekend I would go see a movie. And I remember going to see almost famous and, you know, really enjoying it. And I bought the DVD and okay. I've seen it. Yeah. It was one of those that was in my, uh, repeatedly I, I can watch this and still enjoy it because usually if I see a movie once, then it's hard for me to, you know, see it again or even put on a movie here at the house and just kind of sit through and watch, watch it, you know, all the way through and have it, uh, keep my interest. But, you know, this is one of my favorite ones. Cause I, you know, it, it hits a lot of, uh, strong points for me, you know, music, uh, Stuff like that, and I was just thinking again. Uh, I've when I started doing a lot of interviews at like comic cons and stuff. When I go up to the, you know, creator, I go, you know, I know I'm the enemy, but would you like to do an interview? <laughs> <laughs> and I always, you know, kind of flash back to you know this this movie as to that whole uh, relationship that you know with people who mm-hmm. are more in the spotlight and you're just a regular person that wants to talk to them about yeah. what they're doing. Sure.
0: Yeah. The couple of times when William kind of, you know, indicates pre- presents himself as the enemy, you know, those are, those are some of the sweetest, I think points when, when he has that little twinkle in his eye <laughs> talking with whoever, whether it's <laughs> Russell or Penny or whoever,
2: so that's what I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Chad. Um, and uh, also Tyler, our co-host for these couple yeah. minutes so far. And hopefully we can have you both back for the next one. That's possible. Sounds good. Seems good. Yeah. Well, thanks, thank you so much.
2: Yeah, so I, I too am a movies by minutes podcaster. Um yeah. my current project is uh podcasting uh Wildcat Minute, which is our minute by minute analysis of high school musical with me and my sister Kondra, whom you've heard on this show before. Um, So I don't, I guess I don't need to go into too much detail about it, but yeah, we're, our, our kind of, our podcast feed is the amateur nerds. So if you want to look us up, you can find us there. Uh, Just kind of lighthearted kids, kids fair um, in high school musical, but it's fun because I haven't seen the movie. So I'm kind of working through it one minute at a time, seeing it for the first time. And if you want to check out our, our older projects, we did Fantastic Mr. Fox, One Minute at a Time, and the Joss Whedon project, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog, in about fourteen episodes. And I believe you can ch- find Eric on one of those episodes.
0: Not, not for not not for Doctor Horrible. Now, now Zach. He, he, okay. he, I think he got on right.
2: All right, I'm for I'm that. I'm blanking then.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um. All right, uh, and yeah, and I I've I've popped up on some some other movies by minutes and. Um, feels like Weezer, but probably uh, spent too much time looking through those uh, for it to be worth it. So, yeah. And on the social media, you can follow Amateur Nerds on Twitter, at Amateur Nerds. You can follow me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y, like Boudreaux. And on Instagram, at the same handle, if you care for videos of me playing ukulele covers, which is most of what I spend my quarantine content production also doing but yeah that's that's that's, it for me
0: that's great um and so i'll just give out a couple little social plugs for the the show itself just in case you didn't know uh we're on facebook Uh, we have our page there facebook.com slash almost famous minute and our uh, group there is uh the band-aids listener society um just need to you know, ask, ask to join and answer a couple quick, uh, easy questions about the movie that, uh, and, and even if you put in something really goofy, I'll still add you in. just, I just will, we'll know you're not a bot that way. Um, and then there's, uh, the, uh, Twitter, uh, for this show is at almost famous men and the same for Instagram too. So you can, uh, follow on all those different places or what, whatever, whichever ones you, you prefer. Hope to see you around. Um, so uh, like I said uh, it sounds like we'll have both, both you guys Chad and Tyler back for a minute 54 next time this was 53 and until then it's all happening it's
2: all, all happening. happening
3: I am a golden god yeah! Yeah!